Truth, Love, Justice with John Carpenter. There are a lot of shows about the law, but very few of them are real. Through this podcast, I will tell you the truth, show it to you through the lens of love, and you will see justice. This is my origin story. This year, my dad passed away, my biological dad. It's given me the uh, ability to talk honestly about who he was and what he did to me. He was not an evil guy, he was a very loving man, but he abandoned me and my mother when I was three months old. I want to talk to you about truth. My mom got remarried when I was in third grade, and I remember that day in Mrs. Reed's class. Mrs. Reed was my favorite teacher. She was my kindergarten teacher. I loved her. My third grade crush on my teacher. And I remember the day that I got to stand up on a Friday afternoon for show and tell, and I got to announce to everybody that this weekend my mommy's getting married. She got married to my stepdad, Greg Larson. When my mom was dating, I had a lot of power. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I didn't like Fat Frank. He was rich, but I didn't like him. I loved Brian. He was a cowboy, but a little bit irresponsible. Greg Larson was a, was a law student, and he drove a dirty, white Oldsmobile filled with garbage in the back seat. But I loved that guy. He rescued my mom. He rescued me. Uh, we were a broken family. My mom was a single mom at a time when that was very unusual. There weren't a lot of kids that didn't have dads when I was a kid in the 60s. I was born in 1966. I was there when my dad passed the bar and they got married. And I got to watch my dad's career grow. I think that my dad's rescuing me and my mom, this broken family, played a huge role in why I feel so passionate about justice and why I became a lawyer. My grandfather was a pretty special guy. He was from Canada, and he fought in World War II with the Royal Canadian Air Force. He was shot down over Germany, and I'll never forget, I asked him, what was it like to be shot down? And he told me, I don't know. One day I'm flying the airplane, next thing, I'm in midair. I think he was the only one who survived the bomber. He was captured and actually part of the Great Escape the one that was the, the movie, The Great Escape. He was the one that asked me about truth. He knew the importance of it. Death has a way of focusing you on what's important in life. When I was in high school, my grandfather got all the grandchildren around and they asked him to write a story about certain subject matters. The one he gave to me was truth. I think I was the only one who actually did the essay. I've looked for it, and I wish I could find it. But what I remember writing about was how truth can be different. Truth can be viewed from different perspectives based upon what you know, what you don't know. In order to understand people, you need to see their truth and understand their truth and understand that they're not wrong, they're not stupid. They believe this for a reason. You have to spend the time to figure out why they, their truth is different than yours. What is it that they know that you don't know? What is it that you know that they don't know? To try to come to that truth that we can agree upon. 
So going back to truth, love, justice, when my dad left, I didn't think it affected me for years, for decades. I told myself these false stories about love to protect myself. I told myself what left when my dad left wasn't love, but in protecting myself when anybody else said they loved me, whether it was an aunt, an uncle, a friend, I felt I could not accept that love. I had to reject it. Because if I accepted it, I was cheapening love. It was messed up. I missed out on a lot with that false story, with being fearful of accepting other people's love. Now that my dad has passed, I feel I can talk about it more openly. I love my dad, my biological dad. I never wanted to hurt him. But in fact, I told him this days before he died on his deathbed. He was there, unconscious, but still alive. And I explained to him how what he did in leaving hurt me. How it deprived me of the ability to experience and to accept love. And I forgave him. He hung on for a long time, my dad did. Months. After I told him that story and forgave him, he passed almost the next day. I feel like he needed to hear that. And, um, yeah. So when I think about my origin story as a lawyer, why is it that I care so much about small justice, about trip and falls, slip and falls? It's the things that people joke about, slipping on a banana peel. What I see when I see an uplift in the sidewalk, what I see when I see a spill in a supermarket, I see the truth. These types of conditions take people, mostly elderly people, disabled people, from a position of thriving to dying. Thriving to dying. Because an uplift in the sidewalk is left there for years upon years. Because the city doesn't pay for it. The city neglects it. What I see when I see an uplift in the sidewalk is I see the city not caring about these people. Not caring that this condition is taking grandparents from their grandchildren. My truth that these conditions are a deadly threat. Seeing this condition through the lens of love, through the eyes of the grandchildren who lose their grandmother, through the eyes of the spouse who loses the ability to go on walks with them. And when you see that truth, when you see that uplift in the sidewalk, through the lens of love, the people who love the people that are injured, you're compelled to fix it. That's truth, love, justice. That's what happened with my grandmother. My grandmother had a fall, and she was never the same. She died on September the 9th, and I remember her every September, and reminded of the importance of, of the small things. The small things, the ones that are easy to fix. So I came to Truth, Love, Justice over a lifetime of struggling with the concept of, of love. What is love? What isn't? Struggling with the concept of truth. Struggling with the concept of justice. And over time, I realized that justice is just the consequence, the result of viewing the truth through the eyes of love. And going back to quote, unquote, small justice. I don't believe that really exists. 
small justice, the slip and falls, the car accidents. When you look at the havoc it wrecks upon people's lives, on families' lives, it's not small. People need to have a place to go to remedy those quote-unquote small injustices. And so when I think of small justice, I think of a man who rescued a, a broken family. I think of my dad. That small act that had such great consequences on my life. It leads me to believe there is no such thing as small justice. People send their sons and daughters overseas to risk their lives in the hope that other people may live in a just society. Unless people have a place to seek remedies for the small, everyday injustices here, people will come to believe that there is no justice. And if we don't all believe that we live in a just society, none of us will. There will be no justice, big or small. Truth, love, justice. My name is John Carpenter.